me, Sarah, and joining me today is my friend Kara in Miami. Oh, hey. You have not been on in a really long time. I haven't. I've been in my A. Since the beginning, I think, of the podcast. Yeah, pretty much. And we just had an hour of technical difficulties, so... (laughs) More than an hour. I think you got a hold of me. My time, because it's 1034 here now. I think my time, you call me at like 910, 920. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. I'm sorry. It, it's tough. So uh, what have you been doing during the quarantine? Anything, any any new hobbies? Any any new like crocheting? Anything like that? <laughs> I mean, I've taken up rollerblading. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So while we were having technical problems, you were telling me about how you were, how you started rollerblading. I will say Miami is sort of like a rollerblading scene, right? Oh, God, yeah. Anywhere you go, like the parks, everyone's roller. I mean, it doesn't matter if you're like 12 or if you're 80. Like, people are rollerblading. <laughs> like, there's no in between. And people are freaking good. Like, I mean, I'm not that great. <laughs> are you like putting your like your hands behind your back and stuff? No, I still use those as balance on my side <laughs> to get myself momentum. <laughs> and you, what did you say weren't you starting to tell me about something were you gonna did you trip so i have knock on wood i have yet to eat shit but okay. it's gonna come because it's been about a month and i have not invested in any pads or helmets um and i was going yeah, down the road I mean, you can't really rock a helmet in miami that would be really no. lame like the only thing i'd probably do is honestly wrist pads because i know my fat ass would be going down on a hard but uh, <laughs> you should put like ankle weights on. Oh God, no! That, it's hard enough. I'm telling you, when you go from like smooth pavement to like gruddy pavement, that like the pavement doesn't like let you move fast. It's almost like you start tripping yourself because you're going real smooth, and it's like, oh shit! Like you're in sand all of a sudden. It's just I don't know. But no, where do you like to rollerblade? Through my neighborhood. It's I mean I rollerblade every day. I take Bo for runs when I rollerblade. So. Oh, that's kind of nice because then if he wants to keep running and you want to slow down, you can just kind of coast while he pulls you. <laughs> it's happened like a, a few times. Dog. I just have to let go of the thing because he just takes off and he tries to run into yards and rollerblades don't really do so well up curbs. So <laughs> I'm not the best there. <laughs> but no. Yeah. I have seen some people rollerblading. I, I can't help but smile anytime I see any kind of rollerblader, really. But especially like somebody super serious like somebody who is down for it like they are they have the outfit the whole thing i mean i'm not that super serious i have probably almost ate shit twice in front of our security guards that drive around which is real embarrassing (laughs) and then one time so the movie big daddy when they're throwing sticks adam sandler's teaching a little boy to throw sticks in the park at the rollerbladers (laughs) So I hit a stick and I shit you not. I think neither of my feet got on the ground at the same time for about 40, 45 feet. And I was finally able to get them both down on the ground. I was in like a dead flailing run just trying not to fall down. (laughs) I I was going so quick across this pavement. Wait, did you run over a stick? So, I mean, rollerblades, if it's a big enough stick, you just run into it. Like, there's no going over it. You just straight run over it. I just ran my shit right into that stick, and I couldn't keep moving. (laughs) So it was either pick my foot up and run. Oh, my God. And then one time, Bo decided uh, to take off when I was trying to get him to stop because they're doing construction. (laughs) 
I can't stop laughing. <laughs> I'm just picturing like you just coasting along and then a no, squirrel no. comes and then he just takes off. So I was... <laughs> Uh, They're doing construction on one of these roads in our neighborhood, right? And it's it's like going over the bridge to the island, as we call it. We're all like the rich, rich people live. Yeah. And uh, so it's one lane going over to this island on this bridge. So if someone's coming, you have to like stop, let that person come and then go. Well, my neighborhood right now is all runners, walkers, bike riders. I mean, people with strollers and rollerbladers. Right. That's literally all you see in my neighborhood right now. No cars. Well, this jackass of a security guard comes up and I can't stop. Like, I have the right of way. I'm on fucking rollerblades with a goddamn dog <laughs> trying to go through this damn thing. And there's five construction workers on my left just sitting against their, like, truck eating sandwiches. It was, like, lunch hour. <laughs> and I literally, the security guard floors it to get around and sees me. Like, almost like he didn't notice me. <laughs> so I try to stop. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> the security uh, guard flooring his car and then me trying to stop spooked Bo and then he took off. Oh my so God. So I was like tripping over these like rocks from the gravel that they were doing construction on, which I usually have to kind of go real slow and like step over. It was, it was awful. All these construction workers are <laughs> laughing at me and I'm just like, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Oh my God. Yeah, it was awful. Well, well, when I visit you in Miami, I guess I will have to bring a pair of of rollerblades my friend Carla who's on the podcast pretty often she gave rollerblading a try but she said I quote that shit hurt my ankles (laughs) (laughs) it does so if you don't hold your feet right actually one of our good friends like one of our mutual friends Sarah Ashley I was talking to her the other day on the phone and Nick wants a pair of rollerblades which is her husband and I was trying no, to talk. No, he doesn't. Yes, he does. He's he been, wants rollerblades. Seriously, been looking online. No. I was like, he totally should because when they come Are down to Miami. Are you kidding me? Oh yeah, oh yeah. And I was like, Ashley, why don't you get them? And she goes, That shit hurts. Like my ankles, I can't keep them upright. Like the same it thing. It does. It does hurt. Yeah, yeah you and really even, have to try. I don't know what your ankles are like, but I actually have like borderline cankles and I still, I still feel like it hurts my ankles and I got plenty of support down there. Oh yeah. No, it like, I have cankles too. Like they're just like one solid all the way down. Like it doesn't matter what the fuck I do, but it's like, it does. It hurts. Don't get me wrong. But I think a lot of it to do with rollerblading is you're not keeping your balance. Like you want to almost bring your feet inward at like a V instead of keeping them flat and it puts pressure on your your ankles and your feet but if you try to keep them flat that's when it's hard as shit to rollerblade so it's like you just kind of oh got to give the pain God. if you're gonna do it yeah. wow all right well i don't want to cut this off but i do want to get to celebrity news so are you ready for it i'm ready okay so i don't know if you know about any of the drama i do see you on e-news a lot i have to say i see your likes so i know for a fact you are up to date well yes and no I don't really know a lot of the people they're talking about on E! News. Is that because we're getting older? I think so. And I just don't keep up with it. So I'm like, I need to start following some shit like that because I really does don't keep up with it. Yeah. Well, I don't know if you know any of the drama with Taylor Swift and her old record label at all, but they're at it again. So 
if you don't know anything about it, the, the company was bought by this guy named Scooter Braun, who basically bought the rights to all of Taylor Swift's music. But now, Big Machine Records is releasing what they're calling a live performance album. And because they own the rights, they're basically like releasing this album with, without her permission. And it's live performances from when she, when she was 18. And they're acting like it's brand new just to make some money off of off of her and she's been she's had like major drama with these guys in the past because they won't let her perform her own songs that she I mean she wrote those songs when she was 18 19 20 they won't even let her perform her own songs because they own the rights yeah so I do know a little bit about this because I remember hearing about it like what a couple years ago is when this all started right and a bunch of other celebrities like came and spoke out on her behalf like where we support her and everything and I did mm-hmm. see something where she had posted on Instagram or something like that about how that the new release they were putting out was actually a recording of her done at a, a radio station back in like 2000, like, oh, you know, like eight or 12 or something like it was yeah. done years ago, actually on a re- like a radio show. That how she could was you doing. have like an entire album worth of stuff from a radio show? I don't know. It was just like at least one of the songs I know for a fact that she was talking about was done. Yeah, they probably they probably like were like drumming up any kind of content they could get. Oh, here's a radio station here. Here's one there. If you go to her Instagram page, she actually put a post as one of her photos. And it's like it lays out everything like she kind of like wrote it in notes or whatever. And it actually talks kind of, I think, about like what the whole situation was like at this point with the new record coming out. Yeah, I'm totally on her side. I think that it's just a little bit ridiculous when somebody puts that time and effort into writing all that music. And I mean, it's not like Britney Spears. I mean, I love Britney Spears, but it's not like music that other people wrote kind of lip syncing to it. Like this is a true musician who actually wrote her own stuff. Those are her songs. I think it's crazy. All right. Do you remember when Meghan Markle and Prince Harry were going to get married, but Meghan's dad got really weird and ended up not showing up for her wedding? I remember hearing about that in like the news or tabloids, but I do not know the drama behind Meghan and her dad. Like I haven't kept up with that. Yeah. So, I mean, you know, they always try to make Meghan seem like she's some sort of diva and she wants to like get out of the royal family and all this stuff. But I don't know if that's the case. I think that, you know, because they're suing the British tabloids for defamation and also releasing a private letter that she had written her dad. And it's just, it's crazy the stuff that they've actually done to her. Um, But text messages have now been made public in the royal couple's lawsuit against the British tabloids. The texts reveal what happened leading up to the wedding. I guess Megan's father, Tom, texted Megan telling her he wasn't going to be coming to the wedding. But what really had happened is that she found out that he wasn't coming through a text and then started calling him. Harry started calling him. We just want to, you know, make sure everything's okay. Please give us a call. He never responded. And then through the tabloids, they found out that he had had a heart attack and that he was in the hospital. Well, they kept trying to get a hold of him and they were texting saying, we want to make sure you're okay. Please, can we come visit you? We have security officers that we can bring down and be your security. Please let us know. But he just never texted back at all. They've really made her look like she's some diva and everything. And these text messages that I read, like, they seemed really nice. 
So I don't, I honestly think there's more to the story than even that. Because for her to not be in that much, like if my dad all of a sudden texts me and said I'm not coming, I mean, I couldn't right. imagine my like panic. I would be like putting my wedding on hold. Like, I don't give a shit. Like, I'm going to go see if my dad's okay. Like wherever he's yeah. at, whatever he's doing, let me find out. But the fact that they just like called him, text him, and he didn't show up, it's almost like, well, this is something he was going to do anyways. Like, it's just like expected. Like, there must not have but been I that think tight there was relationship. Some, I think there was something weird. Yeah. It, because he was releasing things to the press. Yeah. And they were asking him, you know, please, whatever you do, don't, don't go. They had heard that he was going to be going to the press. Don't tell the press. It's going to backfire. And he did it anyways. So it, to me, it seems there is something very strange there. I don't know if he's jealous of her success or what the story is, but like, there's obviously some issues there. And uh, yeah, I don't know. It's just the whole thing is really strange, but. I don't yeah. know. I have to say, I actually like them. Yeah, I mean, I think that they're more of like Prince Diana, Princess Diana, and that whole yeah. vibe. Like, right? I do feel like that, but at the same time, like, I just the whole backstory of Megan. Like, I don't really know it all, but I just feel like there's so much more to that with to like it. her father's drama than what was right. just portrayed. Yeah. Well, maybe we'll find out more. <laughs> Jesse James Decker posted a picture on Instagram wearing only underwear and a t-shirt with her four-year-old in the background. Instagram users didn't think it was appropriate, and I guess they started sounding off and, you know, messaging her like trolls do. And she defended her picture by saying, it's just like a swimsuit. And she said that she teaches her kids, you know, that the body's just natural, all this other stuff. You saw the picture. What did you think? Honestly, I didn't think a single thought about it. It just looks like a mom at home with her kids. Like, It'd be one thing if she was honest. To me, I just don't really. Her panties, like you could see clearly they're normal like cotton style panties that covered her butt. Like, and the t-shirt was covering Just a her. regular Tuesday night, like she said. I mean, I, I just, sexy, like glass I just, of wine. I saw the photo. I, honest to God, that would be me as a mom. Like, I just don't think that that's anything wrong. It's not like she's in some lacy, like. String bikini thong. This is my take. I don't have a problem with the underwear. I mean, you got to take a crap in front of your kids half the time. So what does it matter, right? The thing that I think is weird is that the way that she's arched her back, her boobs are up, her stomach is showing, her legs. I think she was just trying to be funny. I think the problem is, is she has such a sexy body that it just looks bad. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, I mean, did you see her legs? I mean, if a normal mom was to wear that outfit and do that and she <laughs> yes. hard, they arch their back, like it just looked like a couch potato, like literally a solid <laughs> potato sitting there. No one would say shit about it because her body's not sexual. Like, <laughs> Do you know who Celeste Barber is? The name sounds familiar, but no, she's I can't the, think of it. She's the comedian that reposts her version of people. Like, so if Beyonce does this like awesome shoot, yes. she'll wear something or she'll do videos. I guarantee she's going to do that one. Yeah. I know I would. I should do it. That'd be hilarious. Yeah, that would be hilarious. Well, I'm not going to put myself just, out there like I think that. But. Also, it reaches a certain age with your kids, too. Like, her kids obviously aren't that old yet. They're not, like, 13. Like, I think it'd right. be a little weird if you're doing that around, especially, like, boys and stuff when you're right. 13. Year, but it's not. The kids are still young. They're still whatever. Like, who mm-hmm. gives a shit? Yeah. It covered more than her bikinis would. Yeah. You, I mean, I th- she posts pictures in her swimsuit sometimes. I think the problem, honestly, is she just has such a banging body that it just doesn't look good. I think she was trying to be funny. You know, any other body probably wouldn't be a big deal. I just but think moms I- are hating because they're jealous. Yeah, I just 
I just saw her body and I was like, one of the gyms are opening. <laughs> Gotta get there. <laughs> At least you're rollerblading. Yeah. I'm, I'm back in Wisconsin right now and I've got nothing except for making s'mores by the fire outside tomorrow. God, that sounds uh, good. I did go to Taco Bell tonight, so I really can't say much. <laughs> God, I have been craving like a chalupa. Mm-hmm. Like a chicken chalupa. I got a chicken chalupa oh, supreme. Yeah. Are so you serious? Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. I don't think I've had Taco Bell in probably three years. Oh, my stomach's going to pay for it later, but it was so good. It was so Plus, you probably, it'll come right out the other end, too, so no big oh, deal. Oh, yeah, it doesn't even matter. <laughs> it's like a liquid diet when you go to Taco Bell. You don't even get consumed food. It's just liquid. <laughs> Straight liquid. <laughs> All right. Did you watch the last season of The Bachelor? Um, regretfully, yes. <laughs> <laughs> All right, good, because you will know more than I do. But Madison Pruitt just came out and she answered a bunch of questions from fans in an interview with Off the Vine podcast. So she says that she thinks that Peter's mom was mad at her because they had to wait you know, they had to wait that three hours for them to kind of sort some problems out that they were having on the show. Do you remember that? Mm-hmm. She also says that as far as like the breakup two days later after the final rose, it really wasn't a breakup. They weren't officially back together. I mean, they kind of talked about what they could do, but it was basically just a conversation. They were never officially back together. And then they ended it for sure, like a couple days later. And then the biggest thing is that she was completely blindsided by Peter and Kelly Flanagan's Chicago meetup. Did you see the picture of them? Mm -hmm. She says that during filming, they were super, super close. And I think Kelly went home, what, like maybe there was like seven girls left, eight, six, seven girls or something. So that would be kind of shocking if like you and I went on and then I got sent home and then all of a sudden... But see, at the same time, I don't feel that way. And I think it's because these women go on the show. Yeah, they volunteer. Not to make friends with other women, but to meet the guy, which I don't think most recent seasons haven't been like that. It's more or less just to make girlfriends. But I really think that this whole thing, neither person can get mad at the other person. I mean, yeah, it's weird because they became friends, but you're still both went on the same show to date the same guy. So what's going to be different after the show is over? Like they're regardless of like, oh, well, I've lasted longer than you. So I get the rights over him. Like, I just don't understand. I think what the point she was trying to make, too, was she was saying, I just would have appreciated like a call or a text to say, hey, just so you know, I'm meeting up with Peter, something like that as really good friends. And I can see it as really good friends. But how good of friends are you really? You just met a few months prior. On a show where you know, were both always, dating the same guy. It's not like your best friend growing that. up. You know, it'd yeah. be a different story. 100% different story. They always say that. They're like, yeah. oh, my best friend from the show, you know, on the show, we were best friends. I'm like, what do you mean? I mean, I guess you do have to make like, you know, friends well, because you're in a home for how long together with right. these women. So, yeah, you want to make friends. But at the same time, like like I said, you're dating the same guy. Like, she, I don't really think she owed her anything. To be honest, they went on the show together. They both dated the same guy. It's not like they've known each other for 12 plus years. And it's like, hey, by the way, right. which what kind of friend would do that anyways? You know what I mean? Like, right. I don't know. I just think the whole this thing guy is seems weird. Yeah, I swear. What is he doing? He's like seeing like five people. And I don't know. He's not even my type anyways. I'm not into him either. I just feel like the past couple bachelors or bachelorettes have just been horrible. Like with the cast. me too. 
I think the reason for me, I think, is because I'm older. Like I'm I'm 39. I know you're younger than I am. I'm still in my 30s, but yeah, I mean, I just I get I'm to the point now. Where I'm just like, what in the world are these people? I don't know. Demi Moore and ex-husband Bruce Willis are quarantining together. It's known that the former couple has been on good terms for years, so that's nothing new. But quarantining together is a whole different thing. I guess his wife got stuck in L.A. Um, because their little daughter had, they'd gone to a park and she was, she found a needle. <laughs> and she was sticking her, like, her shoe with it and it accidentally got her foot. Must have happened pretty fast. But anyways, they went to the doctor. They were getting a bunch of tests done. And then they got separated because he went to, I want to say she, li- I want to say Dem- Demi Moore lives in Idaho. So Something like that. I just, I don't understand the backstory. Like, why did he even go to Idaho and leave the wife and kids back? Like, what was the reason? They were all going to go there. And then he went early and then the thing happened with the needle. So they had to go to the hospital and do all these tests. And then I don't know if it's the fact that the coronavirus just got kind of bigger and then things got shut down and then they just didn't travel. But now she's got her two little kids at home and he's got his ex-wife. <laughs> I mean, I don't know the situation. I guess if he's been really good friends with his ex-wife since before he met his new wife, mm-hmm. then that's a different story because yeah. the new oh, yeah. wife signed up for that situation. She knows they got divorced so long ago. You know, yeah. I mean, I you can still be friends with exes. Like it happens. Like whatever. Teach his own, I guess. But right, I just it's a weird situation that he left early. Like, why not bring at least mm-hmm. one kid with you instead right. of keeping both? I don't know. That's strange, but... It is weird. I think I I would not like it, but I think it, it, with their situation, you can tell they're just friends. Like, mm-hmm. I, I wouldn't be that worried. Okay, so Julianne Huff and husband Brooks Lake are quarantining apart. So this is another couple that's apart. He is in Idaho and she's in Los Angeles. So I guess he told the How Men Think podcast that he's owned his dream property there for years and decided to finally spend some time there and clean it up and everything and get some projects done. But there's rumors that there's been trouble in paradise. And I guess she was seen out with a friend, I think just probably walking, because what else can you do? Um, A guy friend. And so rumors, you know, are swirling. But to me, I do feel like there's something weird going on there. I have not really been keeping up with their story. Yeah. I know that, like, they went through, like, a separation and then, like, he had all these, like, sex epiphanies and things happening or something like that. Yeah, what did you find? Did you hear anything about that? Because the only thing I heard was that he said that they were, like, experimenting together. Yeah, and I, I... He basically led to believe that he lived, like, a shelter life and hadn't had all these experiences and things like that. Wow. Um, but I don't really know exactly what their whole thing was about. But the fact that they're not together, but then they're together, and then they're not together, then they're together. Yeah. I don't know. Not, Maybe she's just really good... supportive. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> yeah, it seems if you're not quarantining together, I mean, I guess you could be taking a break and and think about stuff and everything. But I don't know if that's, like, really giving you a good sense of reality, too, if you're just locked up in your house. But... Who knows? Hopefully they'll work it out. But if not, it'll just be another Hollywood divorce. Right. Well, this is a side note. But um, the girl that plays on Big Bang Theory, the blonde, the main chick. Do you know what I'm talking about? Oh, Kelly Cuoco? Yes. Her and her husband have been married. I actually just watched uh, Conan O'Brien last night. And her and her husband have been married for about four years. And they just moved in together. 
before this quarantine started. They both what? owned their own separate homes, did their own things for almost four years. And she was talking about how it's kind of a good idea. She was saying like all of her friends and family, like, well, when are you guys going to move in together? When are you finally going to make the leap? And I guess right before this whole like virus really broke out, they finally did. So now they're stuck together. Oh, my God. You know, for four years of being married, now they're stuck together in this home being quarantined wow. together. So, yeah, she was talking about that. I was like, man, that's crazy. Wow, that's really weird. I know. But at the same time, kind of genius. Like, you do your own thing. I'm going to do my own thing. I'll see you at our combined house. Well, thank you so much for joining me. I always love talking to you. It's been fun catching up. It has been. All right, see ya. (laughs) Thank you.